Hello. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, Cambrus? Yo. <laughs> and the interview's off to the best start it could possibly have. Oh my gosh. Are you recording already? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> sweet, sweet candy, baby. Did, did you trim your stash at all? Or is it the same size it was last time I saw you? I'm sorry, what? Did you trim your mustache at all? I did. I did trim it a little bit. I did trim it. It's um, it's a little more respectable now. It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little more uh, conservative. Yes. It's as conservative as mustaches can be, without yeah. being creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a a beard like right before going to BYU, and so I'm like, oh, I need to shave it, but I can have a mustache. And their rules for mustaches are so weird because. They I mean, like can't go below the, the yeah, lip or something? It can't go, like, past the lip. So I just look like... Oh, it can't go, like, past the edge of your lip? Yeah, like, or that's that's what it says or something. And I'm not sure if that meant, like, this way or this way. I thought that was way. the lower, the lower lip. Yeah. So, it was, like, here. Yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't sure what that meant. So just to be safe, I made sure I looked as you creepy as possible. gave yourself a Hitler stash, yeah. Almost. It's like, it would have been better if I had a Hitler stash, maybe. Like, it would actually... <laughs> look kind of stylish you had a you had a a, a hit lore <laughs> a hit it was like i mean it's hard to show you but it was like only like that much or something and that's weird yeah it was very strange and i was like yeah, like a like a, a hit let a hit <laughs> a hit let hit light hit light there's there's a picture or two from it and I, it's that was that was a dark period of my life <laughs> You had some crazy haircuts. There was one like of you and like, it was so crazy that like mom sent it on the feed. And it was like, I think you were on an airplane. I think maybe you were like on your way to Germany or something. Mm -hmm. And um, you had a mustache and some scruff and uh, your hair was really long, like except on the sides, I think. Anyway, mom was like kind of mortified and kind of sending it out into the world. I think you're not into the world, but into our family's world. And um, it was something like, what do you make of this, everybody? And I wrote back, punk Ned Flanders. <laughs> I think that might have been when I was on my way to like Europe for a study abroad. Because I, like, yeah. I had like long, it was like a little after I got a perm. So yeah, my hair right. was like curly, and that, but like super long. And then I just like <laughs> shaved the sides. And then I was like growing a mustache out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, like, wasn't, that, was a, that wasn't a great look either. But it was still better than other looks i've had and well yeah the story continues i mean i mom said she was laughing so hard and then i wrote back because i was thinking about like my crazy haircuts and and stuff i've 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 done with my hair over the years and i wrote back every man deserves to have a haircut that he can look back upon with pure regret (laughs) (laughs) and uh because i know i've had mine for sure I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say regret. I mean, I, I look back and be like, yeah, that wasn't a, the best. It's, I mean, that's, it's still probably one of the lower tier style decisions I made, <laughs> but it's still like, I feel like it's necessary. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's a rite of passage to have probably like the worst combination of hairstyle, facial hair, um, yeah. just to look as, you know, well, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm 45 and this is the first time I've ever grown any kind of facial hair for more yeah. than like two weeks. And I feel like, man, I've been missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I think it's good. I think it's good to experiment. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what my beard would have looked like, like not gray, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never know. I mean, you can always dye it, but. Yeah, that's true. And which you won't. So, which is another yeah. way of saying you'll never know. Yeah. I'll never Again, know. Again. Yeah. Photoshop. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, this like March is coming up soon. And so it'll be like a full year of having this. Nice. Um, or yeah. since like, like I literally haven't shaved like this is the long, not just like beard wise, but just like in general, this is the longest I've gone without shaving, which is, you know, fun. It's not like Guinness book a world record worthy or anything, but you know, for a personal record, it's just like, Oh, cool. I, I did it, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did it slash. What have I done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the Jurassic park line. It's like, you were so preoccupied with if you could, you didn't question if you should, you know, which kind of defines most of how I live. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so like a lot of people have been asking me like when, if, and when I'm going to like shave it or, you know, get a haircut. And my answer has been like, you know, right before I go to Japan, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're especially like in the workplace, like a lot more conservative than like the United States. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Now, I think in the U.S. now, like, even in corporate and, like, teaching jobs, like, you can get away with, like, having a huge beard and long hair and, like, no one cares. Yeah. But in Japan, they're still, like, oh, you need to, like, to look professional. You need to be clean shaven and short hair and, like, that kind of thing. So that's what I've been telling people. But at the same time, like, if, you know, I imagine no matter when I get there this year, you know, COVID and masks and all that stuff is still going to be a thing. So mm-hmm. I'm tempted, I'm tempted to, you know, get a haircut, shave everything, but just keep the mustache and then just like have a mask. So no one knows I have it and, and kind of, <laughs> and I mean, they'll maybe see me. Cause I think one of the things like you eat lunch with the students. So like, I might just like take off my mask and just like, <laughs> you have to be like, <gasps> like what? The big reveal. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll just like put the mask over just, just, or just eat weird. I don't know. Just like, <laughs> just, just like slip it up in your like, mouth. I just, I, I would, I would covered. suggest pouring your food into your mask and just putting it over <laughs> just, your face. So like it becomes like a feed bag. Yeah. 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 I've thought about that too with like chips. Oh, I've done that. I've done that with chips. Yeah. Cheetos. Cheetos are the best. Oh, wow. That sounds messy. It's a little messy with, with, with Cheetos. But I mean, at least you don't you get your, your hands. hands. Yeah. Right. No one, no one notices. No one, no one can see it. <laughs> There's this guy on TikTok. And I'm not sure if he's on YouTube as well, but like, he's a comedian who just he gets like serious job interviews, but then just like is an idiot on purpose, and it's like it's so cringy, but at the same time amazing. Um, but there's one where. And they're they're all Zoom interviews, so he can like you know record them or whatever. And there's one where he's he's like eating he's he's eating pizza and like trying to hide bites. Like every time she looks down, he's like, and then she looks up and she's like, "Sir, are you eating?" He's like, "Mm, mm, (laughs) "I'm not eating." And and she's like getting really upset. Like you have to keep like take this seriously. Like you can't. It's not professional to be eating (laughs) during like this interview. And he's like. I'm not eating, and and then she like looks down. He starts like chewing, like. 
that's awesome yeah it's great it's great stuff all right so all right here we are is this anyway. is this it is this do we just get to like yeah we just get to for a while yeah the russian the russian word is baltot i think just like yeah we're just chilling baltot baltot yeah just like gossiping or not gossiping but i I, it's like the russian word for just like chatter conversationing yeah so how's your saturday uh it's been pretty good and what else yes no yeah we cleaned up we did our did our chores this morning got everybody doing their jobs they're pretty eager to to get them done so they could play xbox awesome and uh, xboxing is still going on yeah you have an xbox yeah wow yeah john actually bought it with his uh his uh the money he made from taking care of people's cats oh wow while they were gone and um so yeah so that's what he wanted to do with his money and we begrudgingly told him he could and uh it's been downhill ever since (laughs) that's amazing i mean i'm surprised that there's an xbox in your household at all and he didn't convince him to get like a, a nintendo switch yeah, or something he was, yeah he was he was way he was way beyond that yeah it's mostly minecraft but now lately it's uh star wars battlefront oh good stuff yeah yeah uh, they're they're digging that mm-hmm. uh what else he's got some other games but those are the mm-hmm. two those are the two that get yeah. played the most i think My, minecraft is awesome it is awesome. It's so fun. It's yeah. like, and then they keep updating it and there's like skins and stuff you can add. Yeah. And they were just playing the like Star Wars Mandalorian skins uh-huh. with Baby Yoda and everything. Oh, nice. and having a blast. And so, yeah, I think, I think Minecraft is pretty good as far as, as far as ridiculous video games go. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty fun. And um, hey, why don't we do that in a bowl just so that it doesn't get knocked over again? Remember? Oh, you got it on there. Okay. I guess that's all right. Sorry, making some strawberry juice here. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki and I actually, we snuck away for a little while. We told our kids we were going, but mm-hmm. it felt like sneaking away. And um, we went on a little date, got some brunch. Nice. A, a local local breakfast cafe, mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch. And um, yeah, and sat out, sat out in the, the slowly stopping rain. And now the sun's coming out and it's looking like it's going to be a really nice day. We still got like two or three inches of snow in the backyard that just won't melt because we just don't get a lot of sun back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I think I've got a, I think I've got a plan how we can get rid of it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll ship it off to the, the far side of the yard mm-hmm. using some sleds or something. Anyway, yeah. that's my plan. It snowed here, I think like last week and it got really cold and like the steps got super slippery. Oh yeah. So I bought a bag of ice you know, it's you know, just like cheap, like two dollars for like a big bag of uh, ice melt. Yep. I just pour, like put it on the stairs so it wouldn't happen again, and then it just like hasn't gotten cold enough since. You know, it, so right. I just have like ice melt just sitting on the steps, not doing anything, <laughs> and so it feels kind of like a waste, even though like it's only like three bucks. But I'm just like, oh, I got this huge bag of ice melt that's going to waste. It's like an old man. Never um, buy an ice melt again. Never buy an ice melter again. What a waste of time. Also, uh, yesterday, because well, I, I spent the night, the- uh, not last night, but the night before at the Dawson's, um, so we could uh, make it to, because I was with Ian, um, so we could make it to Ann Robin's funeral. But like, yeah, for sure. 
But then yesterday on the way home, I get a text from my roommate that's like, hey, does anyone know why the heat's not working in the house? I was like, wait, what? I haven't even been around. The heat's not working? And he's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So he, he texts the landlord and the landlord's like, oh yeah, that's my bad. Um, usually I change the filter every January and now it's the end of February and I haven't yet. And I think like the filter is like clogged or something and that's why the heating's not working or it'll like automatically shut off. So like the house doesn't burn down or something. And so it's just been really cold the past 24 hours or more but it feels longer than that because like when you live like because before like my room used to be super cold until i got a space heater and then like you know it'd be cold in my room i go in the rest of the house and be warm and now it's the opposite where my room's like a hot box and i go out into the the rest of the house and I'm like ah this is the worst <laughs> yeah um like I have, I have rice still in the rice maker because I just don't see a point of putting it in the fridge because it seems like a waste of time. <laughs> um, your 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 rice maker slash fridge. Yeah, it's just like this whole house is a fridge. Um, yeah, we know all about that heating. Yeah. Heating this this building is kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. So is keeping it cool. Wait, I was actually. <laughs> it's all good so yeah <laughs> but i think i think the engineer's coming today to to look at something and i got forwarded a text from the landlord and from the rest of my roommates that like didn't make any sense like the landlord's coming if someone could help him in the basement or into the neighbor's downstairs neighbor's place i'm just like what are you talking about i don't know anyway oh another thing i wanted to ask you is um have you started your glass blowing classes yet i have not nikki was just reminding me about that today and saying i need to schedule my my class hey, hey, um, you're gonna i'm gonna try to do it again. can you help her out mommy i think it's smarter to do that into a bowl I think we should stop. telling you man um so so yeah so i uh, i haven't announced this to the family i told uh, ian last night I told mm -hmm. my mom and dad it might be happening, but I just signed uh, all the paperwork last night to start full time at uh, Buck Design. Uh huh. And um, yeah, so yeah, full time full time gig is coming up, and oh, it's awesome! Exciting, yeah. No, I'm, it's going to be great. Um, but I should try to I should probably try to get that in mm -hmm. before uh, before things get crazy. I don't know. I was just working on this last job at Buck, and it was just like. Mm -hmm crazy hours and a couple weekends so mm -hmm. it would be good to to get that i should i yeah so yes so so no but yes mm -hmm. i've got to i've got to do that <laughs> so so you said buck you said is is you're mm -hmm. doing full time with them that's awesome yeah. yeah they're super cool super cool place that's way cool um, yeah i feel really really lucky really glad really glad to be part of that mm-hmm because I've been working been, for him, yeah. I've been working for him yeah. freelance off and on for seven, eight years now, uh -huh. and they're just they're just a great company, and they've grown like kind of slowly but mm -hmm. organically, and just doing a lot of good stuff. This this past year was actually really good for them because a lot of people that had projects who were going to shoot them live said, mm -hmm. uh, "Let's just do let's just do animation," mm -hmm. and um, so they got. They had a pretty, had a pretty solid year. Mm -hmm. 
um, just wanted to build out their editorial team. So it's going to be me and a couple other editors actually that are coming on board all at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know one of them really well. And the other one, I, we just worked with him on this last job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be really cool. <laughs> it feels yeah, really that's cool awesome. Coming into a, a place where I already know a lot of people and um, kind of have an idea who I'm going to be working with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exciting times. And I announced it publicly here on, on this podcast. On, on live, on Barker's podcast, live. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever this is called. Um, yeah, that's awesome, Cam. Congrats. That's exciting. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, yeah, so like, and you, because you've been working freelance for seven years straight? Yeah, pretty, pretty, much. pretty much. I, I had a, I had like a permalance gig there for like a year and some change um, at, uh, at Nice Shoes when they were doing their creative studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super fun as well. Um, but didn't, didn't pan out, didn't turn into a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. It's, you know, it's just, it's like a different kind of freedom right now. yeah for it's, sure you're just trading one kind of freedom for another i think mm-hmm. yeah and uh it'll be good i mean buck is also like super good to their employees they don't have super high turnover mm-hmm. because um they're just yeah really nice like i'm working with some of the same people that i started working with there mm-hmm. yeah back in the day um so yeah it's pretty it's awesome. It's pretty awesome. I'm super stoked. Yeah, because that's because like with free with with freelance stuff, is it? It's just like you just have to keep keep looking for work, right? It's yeah, just you're like, always you're always trying to expand your client base and you know reach out to people and check in with people you haven't talked to in a while and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And that's that's fine and that's that's great. Um, I don't think. I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't think that'll really change. Like, I'm just kind of sh- like shifting my mindset now thinking, oh, there's like so many people that I've worked for that I want to tell that I'm at Buck mm-hmm. and like see if they're interested in doing work with Buck. I know not, not everybody, it might not be a good fit for everybody, but like mm-hmm. I, now I want to introduce all my, all my agency peeps and all the people that I've met and say, hey, I'm at Buck. These guys are great. If you haven't used them mm-hmm. before for anything, you know hit them up and and so that's 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 good it's just a it's just a a a different way of of utilizing your own network and right um for sure and yeah i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting it's it's been interesting to see how my mind has been shifting in that regard the past few weeks as i've thought about what this really means and how i can help buck as a company Mm -hmm. and um and what I, you know, what I, what value I add as a freelancer who mm-hmm. has been, you know, out in the world and, and, um, you know, moving and shaking and stuff for yeah. for years now. So it's cool. It, it should be, it should be good. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm excited and it's still, <laughs> you know, interview me again next month and we'll, we'll see what, uh, <laughs> what it's really like. But, um, but yeah, it's still got that kind of shiny new, Mm-hmm. anything is possible yeah exactly yeah to it and um and i know that that's a that's a thing and i'm aware of that 
um, but it's still pretty fun to think about yeah like, all the possibilities and all the awesomeness mm-hmm. that's gonna it's gonna go down they're mm-hmm. they're really figuring out how they how they work best with editors for mm-hmm. a long time it's just just been like editors are kind of like part of the part of the process part of the pipeline mm-hmm. but um, these last few jobs have really showed how editorial I think can really um, benefit the whole the whole thing and, and, mm-hmm. and editors can be like more like architects and not just like uh, I don't know what's the right word I don't know like grunt people yeah well well just like just rather than rather than just like a a, a cog that the thing has to pass through right yeah because um, that's I don't know I just feel like that's that's how I want to contribute mm-hmm. and that's how that's how I was really contributing before when I was at super fat. Cause once mm-hmm. they saw what I could do there, they were just like, Oh man, we got to get this kid on like everything, like all of our pitches and all, yeah. of, our, all of our storyboards. And, and that was really, I think it was great for me. It was beneficial for me as mm-hmm. a, as a, as an editor. And also I think it, it really, it really helped the company too. Mm-hmm. At least I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think I'm pretty awesome when it comes right down to it but mm-hmm. not everyone agrees yet <laughs> that's great that's awesome have you found that like being an editor like you you're either treated like kind of like yeah just get this done in some cases in other cases or you're like a real kind of creative you have like a lot of creative say in stuff that's going on it really depends it really depends on the 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 trust that's there it -hmm. depends on the relationship you know and you've you've got to earn that trust uh if you don't know people sometimes you'll just get like some thrown at you and say okay here's your here's your footage and here's your script um ready set go Mm -hmm. and other times they're just like okay what what do you make of this what do you what do you think about this Mm -hmm. um and like and that's going back to buck um i think they haven't like they're really all about the animation and design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just about everything in the company serves, serves that. And rightfully so. I mean, it's what they're known for. It's what they're like excellent at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's exactly how it should be. And so, so like there'll be times when I'll go in and do a job there and they're just like, is it done yet? You know, can we, we, yeah. we need to take it. We yeah. need to take it out of editorial so we can get going on it in animation. And it, it's, it's often different because th- that's a different experience because at other places where you're like, you're the kind of finisher, mm-hmm. you're the hero. You're just like, right. Oh, you yeah. did it. Oh yeah, man, we're there. We're done. High fives, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that's, that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to have like kind of feeling like you're saving the day. But in a situation like that, you are, you're part of the process and um, not really held up as high on a pedestal. And for a while, it's just like, oh, this is kind of, I'm not sure if I really like <laughs> yeah. this very much. But I get it. What's, what's interesting, though, is that in these last few jobs there, I feel like I've been able to um, identify and kind of and, and better articulate how I could be of more help to the process mm-hmm. as an editor and just like showing them, well, look, if we, if we do it like this, if we build it like this, 
if we interface with the, with the client in this way and I get to ask mm-hmm. some questions, um, that could save us a lot of wear and tear down the road. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a learning process for them, but they're also, I think they're really excited to, to work with us as, as a group of editors who can um, help shape things and like lay the foundation and lay some groundwork mm-hmm. that'll make it, make, make it easier for everybody and the animators down the road instead of just like treating editing like it's something that they need to get over with as soon as right, possible. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my hope. That's my, yeah. that's, that's what, what we're kind of working on, mm-hmm. I think together right now. And I think people are, people at Buck, I'm hoping people at Buck are really ready, mm-hmm. ready for it. Cause if they're not, mm-hmm. they're going to have to get ready. Yeah. Cause I remember you, you saying that like you and some other editors were kind of talking about like how it kind of felt like uh, cutting a kid's hair with ADHD. I actually used that in a, uh, in a presentation I did this week, kind of reporting in on the project. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't say ADHD. I left that out because <laughs> that gets a little close to home for, yeah. for a lot of people, including myself. <laughs> um, so I said it was like, it was like cutting a kid's hair while you're, roller skating through a herd of buffalo and the the kid keeps asking you if you're done yet <laughs> that's what i compared our, our last job to it was pretty mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy um but uh, you know in the end it was good and everybody everybody was really happy with it including i think including us you know we did we did a lot of hard work and it looked really really good yeah that's awesome um so yeah it was it was fun yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting because uh, what, what it sounds like to me is like being an editor, like a traditional editor, where just you know the last person on the assembly line, moving, going from that to like now you're in the middle of the assembly line, or even like further, like the beginning. Whereas like the am- animators need some like need something to work with, so they're like waiting on you and just like, is it done yet? You know, in the animation animators hands on it as quickly as possible sounds like a, yeah, a different editing game altogether yeah and it wasn't necessarily the the animators uh on this saying are you done yet partially because we were just parallel pathing so much at the same mm-hmm. time okay like you know we were constantly revising stuff and people were animating stuff all at the same time mm-hmm. um just because there wasn't time for for editorial to be finished with it. It was really the, it was really the client saying, Hey, are we, are we there? Do we have something? (laughs) And also because it was like a super long piece, it was like 30 minutes long. It just took forever. It felt like Mm -hmm. forever to like put this, put the chapters together. You know, we were like kind of treading, treading new territory for Mm -hmm. me anyway, in uh, premiere with like nesting chapters together for the final output and, Mm -hmm. Thank heavens we figured that out fairly early on in the process. But yeah. yeah, just like exporting something was a two to three to four hour ordeal. Getting wow, yeah. And, and putting it all together. And mm-hmm. I remember one night we were up to like 3 a.m. just like getting everything together and trying to get it output. Mm-hmm. And then doing that like doing that remotely as well. Right. Was proved to be really difficult because a lot of the times like <laughs> there were a few times when we get something all done and like an output and the correct creative directors hadn't even seen it all, all put together. Mm-hmm. So it, there was like, just like 
pages and pages of caveats that they had to send along with, <laughs> with, the, yeah, right. with the cuts. And eventually those, you know, those caveats were whittled away. And, but um, I felt bad. I felt bad. I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Uh. But like the creative directors, you know, it's like, oh, it's 2 a.m. It's 3 a.m. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, woe yeah. is me. Mm-hmm. Beating me up on this job. And then the creative directors would be like up till like four or five, like writing this list of caveats. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, you guys. So Man. anyway, it, it, it turned out, it, it, it turned out great. And uh, everybody was, was working super hard. It was a tough job, but we had like an amazing, amazing team, like the producers and the animators and just everybody, everybody was like given 110%. And so mm-hmm. it felt, it felt really, and everybody realized that too. So it felt like, Oh, we're all in this together. It's crazy, but we're crushing it, and mm-hmm. kind of did. I have to say, for, yeah, that's awesome. For what we were for what we were doing and what we were given and the time we were given to work with, we did a did an outstanding outstanding job. Mm-hmm. So there were high fives. There were many high fives all around, mm-hmm. even for the even for the editors. Yeah, so it was good. Yeah, because you've you've been working remotely, like even like before the pandemic, right? Yeah, but, it was interesting. It was interesting that um, that started happening more and more. And it's just like, usually like, okay, here's a drive. You know, here's, here's, here's all the footage. Here's, here's what we, you know, here's a basic outline of what we want you to do. And, mm-hmm. and then I just like, yeah, like post versions. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, usually stuff is shorter, like, you know, 90 seconds to four or five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Shorter stuff is easy to post and, and get people's feedback on. Mm-hmm. fairly quickly yeah it's 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 interesting how that evolved and it got to the point where it's just like yeah i don't need to i don't need to go into places it's still i feel like there were multiple points where the other editor and i were saying to each other it would have been so great just to have everybody like in the same room mm-hmm. to to see this to see this project as it's as it's getting ready mm-hmm. um that would have saved us a lot of back and forth and and wear and tear but um yeah and collaborating in that kind of environment i think is still ideal Mm -hmm. but what's cool about the the new kind of remote way of doing things is that it really opens you up to talent and professionals that are all over the world right and i think buck is like looking to really take full advantage of that they've they've got offices in like new york and la and Mm-hmm. and uh sydney australia as well wow. and now they're opening one in um amsterdam so they're um let me know, you know when they open in tokyo yeah <laughs> for real right <laughs> um yeah nikki's like when are they opening a paris office <laughs> so it's nice to see how you know this kind of shift due to the pandemic can actually be a really good thing for yeah for um like for professionals, for artists, mm-hmm. uh, I personally feel like, oh man, it's like I gotta, I gotta up my game here. If <laughs> if they can have any editor they want, yeah. <laughs> at this point, that's part of why I feel really lucky to to be getting on board at this point because there's there's some really super talented people mm-hmm. out there, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's it's a cool thing. I I it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna take a balance to find that way of working together and being apart. And like, maybe it's a little back and forth between the two. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. come in, come in for a week 
while we're working on this, that'll be really cool. That'll be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once everybody's got their shots and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. It's, it's a, it's, this pandemic has been a total game changer for so many things, including, mm-hmm. including the arts. So, yeah. but it, it's nice to see and to be a part of a company that's really trying to make the most of it. Yeah. That's super awesome. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Sounds sounds like a a good thing. A very yeah. good thing. Yeah, yeah. Could be good. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't tell it anybody. Maybe I should just let them listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, I think I think it'd uh, be good to, to tell everyone because that's another thing I'm thinking about. I'm like, should I edit this or just like maybe have a highlight or just like I've I've seen like on YouTube. There's like oh, the way a lot of podcasters do it where they have both like an audio version that they release, but then like the YouTube video that's like one to two hours long. And then usually they'll just like release like five minute highlights of that interview, just like as segments, just so it's like, Oh, I see. So you released like shorter video segments to kind of highlight the longer piece. Uh huh. Yeah. So like there's, um, and I think even like the long version, they still edit it down. There's, I think they go in and just like maybe, but but for the most part, it feels just like the entire interview, basically. Right. There's there's a podcast called Trash Taste, which is a <laughs> just like three YouTubers who live in Japan, and they just like usually they just they talk about anime or other like you know Japanese pop culture stuff. I think that's why it's called Trash Taste because they they don't really talk about like shrines or like history or culture or that kind of thing it's just like oh what what good animes are out these days and just like stuff like that or just like um pop culture things but they talk to like a guy who's a really cool looking dude who uh is half japanese half french or was like born in france to like japanese parents so he speaks he's japanese he looks japanese and he can speak he speaks english in like a really strong french accent and it's just like, oh wow, this guy's cool. really cool. So, and he's like an anime. He's a animator for a really popular uh, anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And he just like talks about just like his inspire in, inspirations, like all the classic animes and like kind of all, all all the stuff that he's worked on. Like kind of the, the you know the being part of the team that works on like the really iconic like new animes and like anime battles and that kind of thing and just like cool stuff. And I can't. I think. And I think like one of the highlights he talks about like how much like animators get paid now than they used to and like that kind of thing. And it's just like, Oh, this is really interesting. But yeah. So that's just like kind of a interesting example. Example. Is it called, it's called Jojo's Jojo's bizarre adventure. Jojo's bizarre adventure. Um, It's, I remember like seeing it for the first time on Netflix, like four or five years ago and watching the first episode and i was just like i hate this you know i'm just like this is like the villain is way too over the top i hate it like it's just designed to make you hate the villain and they're like a total piece of trash and there's like nothing redeem no like absolutely no redeeming qualities about them and and just like it just made me really upset and i think it was like kind of soon after my mission too so i was like overly sensitive <laughs> about a lot of content i was taking in um but like and a lot of people agree to like yeah the first season isn't isn't any good or like it's okay but it's compared to the rest of it it's it's like not as good 
and it's interesting because like the creator of the show is like the the manga came out in, like the 80s or something and wow. so the first season is basically like takes place in like england 1800s or something like that and it's basically about like this boy who's like his kind of brothers with like this adoptive brother who is the son of this like really like nasty dude who tried to take advantage of the, like the family and the fortune or whatever so basically like this evil stepbrother basically like becomes a vampire and so like the re- like the rest of the season is about like the brother like fighting this other guy who's like a vampire now and well and uh like developing these like different powers or whatever and so after the first season the create like the creator of the story or whatever he's he's just like i want to go in a completely different direction with this <laughs> so uh he continued the story or like the lineage he like continued the story of like the the son or like the grandson of the main character and like he went he like skipped a generation and he's like instead of it being about like fighting a vampire i'm gonna have it be about like superheroes basically like nice and it's just really it's just like a really cool different spin on like superhero tropes because instead of superheroes they're called stand users and each like superpower is linked to like like each each person's like power or ability is connected to like a spirit that they like summon that will like manifest like in front of them and will be like fighting the other like spirit or stand Um, like pokemon spirits yeah kind of yeah and like whatever damage is done to their stand is done to them physically so they have to be careful because it can it's not just like sending out oh wow something it's like you know if if your stand puts the other stand in the headlock then like they start physically choking and like stuff like that and it's just really fascinating because you know the battles that go down are more like and i get i mean it's it's not that different compared to animes because like a lot of fighting animes I, I don't know it's like especially like naruto and other things like that where it's like the way a lot of fights go down is like the main character is about to like lose and then like with naruto he's like about to get his butt kicked and then he's like you're not so different you and i and then it goes like to a backstory or something and then it comes back and then he's like he just gets more resolve to like fight and that's how he wins you know right but with with jojos it's it's usually more like yeah they're about to lose but it's more like a chess game which is like oh your stand has this ability and its range is five meters you know and like you overlooked this aspect of the game and blah 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 and like it's it's just so much more fun and it's like over the top and there's a lot of it that like doesn't take itself as seriously but it's still like it takes itself seriously in the fact that it's not taking itself super seriously if that makes sense like there's an episode I actually know who, who what you're talking about with yeah. Naruto. Yeah. Just because um John's a fan. Yeah. And has a couple books. I started mm-hmm. reading them. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't keep it going. And now yeah. he wants to watch the series. I'm just like really? <laughs> um but uh no I can I can totally see the appeal. Yeah. And um now John like he loves ramen noodles because <laughs> because Naruto loves yeah. ramen. And, I, yeah. and actually, we just found a place. So we were Nick and I were looking for a place to to eat, and um, there's a Naruto ramen. Yeah, near us, which I thought was yes, funny. That's amazing. Yeah, Nikki Nikki didn't didn't see the didn't see the humor in it, but I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 that's all that 
if that's all that John ever gets out of it is a love for ramen noodles, then it's fine with me. <laughs> it's it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's served its purpose well. Yeah, Naruto's like fun. I think I don't know. I've never like the more I talk about anime, I I meet more and more people who are like, oh, have you read the manga? And there are all these people like trying to get me to read. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why would I, I mean, How would I do that? Yeah, I mean, like I've I remember like the one time I actually did read the manga or whatever was there's an anime called death note. Maybe you've heard of it. It's, it's kind of a, a spooky uh, concept, basically like this, this kid, this like college kid, like finds this book that like one of the gods of death had like dropped into the world just to see what would happen. And it's basically like the same book that like the death gods use to like kill people or like bring them into the next life. Oh man. And so the, the concept is like you write someone's name in it and they like die 60 seconds later and so he finds it and then he just like kind of takes the law into his own hands and just starts like killing off all these people who were like in prisons for like murder and like that kind of thing. So like the world catches on and it's just like, this is crazy. What's, what's happening? You know, what's this phenomenon? Like someone must be behind this, you know? And so instead of just seeing it like as a phenomenon, people like everyone's like, someone's doing this, you know? And then there's like a guy who basically like is really smart and like is whittling down and just like, yeah, someone is behind this and they're most likely a college student because like people are only dying after school hours, you know, and stuff like that. And so it's just, it's just like a really cool, like, I can't remember how many seasons it is, but I remember a friend telling me about it and I was like, oh yeah, this is super cool. And I think I watched the first few episodes and then I found like the manga at the airport and so like I bought it and I'm like, oh, this is fun. But like that was, it was fun. But at the same time, just like I could just watch the anime or just like get, get the same like, I don't know, buzz from it. Well, um, it's interesting to me that like the, these no, mangas do so well when yeah. they're like, they're, they're, they're fighting sequences. This is like right, hard, yeah. so hard to do that. And, yeah. And, you know, in the still images. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much easier to do like in animation mm-hmm. so yeah i was just i was reading this it was like this is it's all about like the psychology and the mm-hmm. the, the story which is yeah. which is cool mm-hmm. um that it's not necessarily about the the fighting itself like and that's that's something that my fr- like i have friends who are like really into comic books like i i mentioned like who's who's your neighbor who worked on x-men oh um chris chris, chris claremont chris claremont yeah so yeah. like after talking to you, I, I went to my friends like, hey, do you, do you know who Chris Claremont is? And they're like, do we know who Chris Claremont is? What kind of question is that? You know, and they're just like going off. I'm just like, yeah, my brother's neighbor's with them. And they're like, what? <laughs> that rocks. But yeah, because I, when I made uh, Afro Ahab and I worked on that with like my friend who's like really into comics and like makes his own comics and that kind of thing. And you know, that that's kind of like fight heavy or like I had like a sequence of like them fighting or whatever. And he was telling me, he's like, in comic books, you can't just have fighting without any dialogue, you know, or have some kind of like text, you know, you you need some, even though it is a visual, primarily visual art form, you do need some like text in there. So like, it was just really cool working with him, like helping solve that problem. And the way we, we solved it, instead of like having the characters like talk to each other as they're fighting, he's just like, he's like, just give me like names of like the fighting moves they're doing. 
and then I'll do the rest. I'm like, okay. So I like gave him some random names and then he took them and just like gave them just weird descriptions, you know, just like, I remember that. I remember that yeah. being a really cool part of the yeah. book that I was like, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. He's, he's one of the funniest people I, I know, like probably one of the best writers without like, he would, he would never call himself a writer, but like, he's, he's really talented. He's really funny. I think one of my favorite ones, like the murder slide, the longest murder slide was accomplished by Johnny murder who slid, who murder slid across America and had to get <laughs> his legs amputated afterwards. I'm just like, that's genius. That's so good. So good. It's, it's interesting how like, cause manga and like Japanese comic books always, or usually come before the anime. Like the manga is always like the proving grounds for like, okay, is this, right. Right. are there fans of this, you know? And like Jojo's is like a great example of that because like that was from the eighties and you know, people are still like huge fans of it. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, like one example of how like a fight go or like, cause I think the second season Stardust Crusaders, the basically the plot is like they have, they're trying to get to this guy who lives in Egypt to like fight him. And along the way they keep going to these like different countries and each time they get like interrupted by just another stand user who's trying to stop them. And then it just turns, it's just like another like battle or sequence. And there's one where this guy's stand is like, he, he defeats people through gambling. He, and it's just like, huh. he'll get them to wager their soul basically. And like, he's like, my stand will like take your soul and like smash it into like a coin and then I put it in like my collection and that's how like I capture your soul or whatever. And so like he gets one and it's like a team of people who are like going through and he like gets one of them and he's like, sorry, this belongs to me now. Like if you kill me, then like he dies too or whatever. And so that's like how they get around that. And then, so like one by one, he keeps like, he's like, okay. He's like, I wager my soul in order to get like our friend's soul back. And they keep on like doing these like kind of gambling things and it's like they get to choose the game and everything. And it's just like this really kind of psychological battle of wits with like, you know, with like a, a lot on the line kind of a thing. And then stakes, it's all yeah. about the stakes. It's right? all about the stakes. Yeah. Like the, the grandpa's like, I got this. I like, I'm, I gamble all the time and I have this one game that like no one's beat me at. And it's like dropping a, coins and water and like the first person who like spills it with like the surface tension loses and then like the other guy cheats and then like he's he's about to drop it and even like before he loses like the stand grabs grabs him and like like breaks him down into a coin or whatever and they're like whoa like you cheated like he didn't even finish it he's like yes but my the way my stand works is like it doesn't capture you when you're defeated but even when you accept defeat like if you ex like if you lose even on the inside, you know, like that's when like my stand oh. is able to like control. It. And so like, they're like, Oh wow, this guy's incredible. So then when it's down to like the last person, he's like, they're playing a card game. They're just like playing poker and like the guys, obvious, like the, the bad guys obviously cheating, but then like the good guy just goes all in. And he's like, wait a minute, like, I'm cheating. I know he has a crappy hand. Why is he going all in? They're just like, and, and, and like, then the guy like freaks out. And so he gets the other, like the bad guy, he uses like his own game against him where he just like makes him accept defeat before the game even is called. <laughs> and nice. Then, 
and then he frees all like the the spirits that he uh all the souls that coin spirits yeah all the coins coin trappers coin trappers but yeah it's it's like and it's interesting because like a lot of it is like kind of hand-to-hand combat kind of you know fights but then there's like and then there's another one where like later on they fight the brother of the gambler and he kind of has a similar stick but then they just like play video games with him (laughs) (laughs) but like it's really high stakes you know because he's like captured you know some of the souls of like their friends and so he, he has like beat him at a video game <laughs> in order to like so dope when it's just like it's amazing but. it's so cool i mean it's it's also so interesting to see i mean i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i took a i took a class at, at hunter in, in film mm-hmm. school that was um asian cinema oh wow it was so great it was so great and just like really just really helped me see how just how awesome you know that whole culture is and Mm -hmm. um, just how, how the different rules of their culture, especially in Japan, Japan's such a, just an interesting case study, you know, they, they, after they um, like, you know, after they surrendered in the war, Mm -hmm. everything changed. Just like the fact that, you know, the emperor showed up in a suit and not a kimono the next day. Yeah. to, 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 to do the, the peace treaty and stuff. Just like that says so much about, about how they deal with like loss and what it means to be honorable and what it means right. to be a hero. Uh-huh. And um, I just, I find it fascinating. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I just, I, I can, I feel like I can never, I feel like I can never know enough about like culture and storytelling and, and how people uh, and peoples use it to, um, to just like, you know, just to tell stories and, and, and which, which stories last and which stories kind of mm-hmm. fall, fall by the wayside. Yeah. So cool. So and, fascinating. And just how like cultures kind of change or ha- how, how much control they have over their own narrative. You know, mm-hmm. like if you hear the word Germany as an American, like you still think like, oh yeah, like Hitler, World War II, yeah. you know, and like Germans hate that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Cause they're like, so they're so past it. They're like more so past it. it. Yeah. And they're like more, you know, they, they've done more to like fix their history and their culture than like America has since world war two, you know, like, yeah, you, you can't have, you can't get away with like having a swastika like anywhere in Germany. Whereas like in America, it's like a freedom of speech thing. And, you know, yeah. it's like, despite like, you know, Germany actually being like a great, you know, cultural safe place, Whereas in, in like Japan, you know, like you say the word Japan and you don't think like, oh, you know, Pearl Harbor, you yeah. know, World War Two. It's like you think like anime, Pokemon, Hello <laughs> Kitty, you know, yeah. and that's like and that's on purpose too. like there's there's studies about how like after the war, Japan is like, OK, like we lost. And until this point, we've been seen as like this imperial kind of threat like kind of the same way we viewed nazis you know yeah and they're like okay how do we fix this and the answer was basically like animation you know just like making everything cute which you can argue is like kind of messed up in a way like that it doesn't really fix much you know right right at the same time it's just like they've completely changed you know their brand you know for lack of a better word right Right. And, and, and what's interesting to me about that too, is like in, in doing that, 
in doing that, they, I don't know, I feel like in, in trying to like change your, and change your voice, you try to change your voice to like be, be viewed in another way. But at the same time, it kind of, it still helps you find your voice and stay true to it. Like, mm-hmm. cause I read, no, I read, I saw this video that was about, um, uh, Gudetama. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause like, you know, and, and that only came my way because John has a, has a math teacher that he really loved and, and his math teacher, um, is like Asian American and mm-hmm. really into Gudetama and sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they would watch Gudetama's in class and, and, John would come home and we'd, we'd watch them. And I just think they're, they're so great. They're, mm-hmm. they're so interesting and, and so silly. So I, I, so I watched this video and, and it's basically like trying to explain Guritama and the appeal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they went back to Hello Kitty as well. Mm-hmm. They said how um, Hello Kitty was just kind of, just kind of became this beloved thing in Japan because of like, partly because of like the post-war vibe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly then, but it's like at the time when it was becoming really popular, it just, it, it expressed so much of how the Japanese were feeling. Like mm-hmm. she, she doesn't have a smile, you know, she just, she's, she just got she's right. two eyes and, and that, wow. that ability to be, to be kind of emotionally uh, Zen Mm-hmm. was really appealing to them. Yeah. And Tama's kind of the same way. He's he's kind of expressing how people are feel. He's a little he's a little lazy and lackadaisical and, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't want to do anything. And so it's just it's interesting like in in making all these characters for for America, they they still they still yeah. find they still find and, and latch onto what is interesting to them. Right. Yeah. Um, regardless of regardless of who you're making art for i think it's yeah because you 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 end up making it for you right no matter no matter what your the stuff the stuff we really love and the stuff that really lasts we make for ourselves right and often you know as my friend ella would say often it, the best things we do are gifts that we give to others but when that when i think when when they're when they're gifts that we we give truly from ourselves. That's when they're the most meaningful. That's when they're right, the most yeah. interesting. That's so true. That's amazing. And also like the fact that it's a cat, you know, like yeah. hello kitty and not like hello dog or any other animal. Like cats are still in Japan, like the favorite animal because mm. it's seen as like both like cuddly and affectionate, but also like really reserved, you know, and just like, not like worshiping of people like the same way dogs are, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. like, it's its own animal, you know, it's just like, it can be affectionate, you know, but for the most part, it is like, like what you said, like an emotionally, psychologically, like Zen, like state yeah. of, you know, and, and just like that. I should find that video. Cause it's, it's, it yeah. says it like it a lot better and it's much more interesting than I, than I'm explaining. But, uh, no, that's that's fascinating. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was just, oh my gosh, there's like so much here. Yeah. There's so much here, history-wise and and like psychologically. That was right. Pretty, it's not just a. It's not just a little animated egg. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's, like it's not really, just like oh quick let's make some cute things. It's like no, it's yeah. like they're it's def- they're definitely doing it 
things on their terms, you know? Yeah. They're doing it on their terms. They're finding what works in their experiments because not everything they, they do is like lauded, but right. it's interesting to see what is, uh, what catches on and what really, mm-hmm. what really gets people. It's just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's an inter- interesting, interesting thing. I want to, I want to, I want to go to Japan. I want to visit you in Japan. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be, <laughs> that'd be dope. For sure. Yeah. If please you do. Ever, if you ever get there. <laughs> uh-huh. If I, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the worrisome part, but I don't know. I feel like eventually I will, but it's, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like I think. I'm sure you will. I'm yeah. sure it'll all work out. It seems like there's a lot that has to line up as we've mm-hmm. discussed, but sure. Yeah. Stuff works out. Yeah, even even if it's you know later than than normal, but yeah, I mean, I I was hoping, I'm still I'm still hoping that I get there before the Olympics because I think it just like whether or not I go to like the opening ceremony or like a game or something, I think it's just it's just it's cool being in the same country that the Olympics is happening in, you know, for sure. Um, although in Japan, like apparently eighty, I think the last time they polled, there's like eighty percent of Japanese people don't want the olympics to be happening right now because mm. of the virus yeah um and some there's a youtuber who speculated like the reason why that is is because like there isn't any hype for the olympics in japan right now like there's no advertising there's no like right hey everyone like get pumped up what like you know which usually happens in most countries or like while, while i was there in 2019 like i saw some of it like oh you can buy the plush toys for the 2020 olympics and you know and here's all the you know posters and fun things but like i don't know when i was in on my mission in russia i and in moscow i saw like sochi olympic propaganda everywhere and it was like wow it was fun you know it's just like oh let's get hyped up you know right but apparently in japan because of everything they've been having to deal with that's kind of been on the back. Like they still are planning on the Olympics happening, but they're like, the hype isn't there. Yeah. Which is affecting the people being like, why are we even doing this? You know? Right. Right. So it's just like, I'd feel the same way. I mean, they were doing, if they were doing it in New York, I'd be like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That was fine. I'm sorry. Who? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, yeah, man, it's crazy. So many things, so many mm. things up in the air. Yep. Crazy times, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll it'll be okay, I think. I hope. Another thing I've been thinking about lately is like, because you know, when in like animation classes, you know, because I, I I took like, just at Snow, like I I took an animation class from a guy who's who's like a film graduate and like really into film and animation and like that kind of thing. And I think you know we talked a little bit about anime and how like usually in film and animation classes when you cover animation it's like oh an anime was inspired by disney and that's it moving on you know and just like but i feel like like after watching a lot of anime and without even knowing too much about the history behind it it's just like it's easy to to be like on surface level like oh you know anime it's all the same style or just like you you know they use the same kind of like character kind of templates and you know like face structure and like the way their mouths move and you know that kind of thing which is like true to a point but at the same time like you know jojo's style is so much more different it's it's its own thing you know 
like their the the colors they use and like the shading and everything is so much different than like other anime and then like um attack on titan is its own kind of like template or just like you know the way that's animated and just like that character design i I feel like there's there's definitely like you can see you know these artists or like the way they you know show their their work or like you you can you can tell it's like oh no this is different it's it's not just using like the, the traditional method to the point where it's like even though like you can say anime has its own like basic kind of you know default kind of style they go to i feel like american animation is the same way you know just like especially like totally like totally even even pixar is like as great as they are i feel like they've kind of fell into a default of like what characters (laughs) like humanoid characters look like you know which is like you know even even the the fairy or, or just like the like the fantasy characters from onward are like the same like default from like inside out, you know, or, or you know, like the, right. the human beings from like inside out and then like the new, whatever right. human beings are in like the toy story films, which is like, you know, I feel like the last actual like kind of character, like unique character design was like the Incredibles, like from the original Incredibles, like, Oh yeah, this is right. a Pixar movie, but like it was you, a big and, shift. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you, you can tell, like you can pick out like an Incredibles character from like any other you know, human characters in like their other films or whatever, which is like, or even like up, I don't know. It's, it's so true. It's, it's so interesting. Like, because like we, we think like, we think all the, all the Japanese anime looks the same mm-hmm. and to an untrained eye. It might, but um, you know, they probably think the same thing about our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like, yeah, I feel like, there are subtle differences in all like all ranges of animation, you know, but like, I feel like the more you watch anime, the more like, cause there's, there's definitely anime where it's like, Oh, this was just run of the mill. They're not trying to really do anything different here. You know, they just want to make a story about like people who work from nine to five and just like crack jokes and that kind of thing. And then there's like, I don't know, original kind of stylistic, anime where it's just like oh no this is this is they're trying to do something unique here and it's just like really really interesting to watch have i talked to you about one one punch man at all not not for a while not for a while i know you were you were into it yeah um, um it made me want to ask you i mean i was, I was thinking about that the other day um wanted to ask you like what what shows you think would be would be good for for our crew here to watch oh if if one punch man was one of them um one punch man's probably a bit violent (laughs) um i did watch it with dad though like i got him hooked on it because it's funny um because when i was living with mom and dad um kind of like the first six months of the pandemic we watched a lot of anime or like more more than usual like because i think it started with like miyazaki films or something or we watched a really uh, what what i say um probably would be a really good film to watch is called a silent voice and it's on netflix and that's about like it starts off in like in middle school and it's about this kid who's like kind of a bully to this girl who's deaf who has like ear implant stuff and then it skips to like high school and then he's like a lot more mature and like feels bad for like how he treated this girl in, in middle school and like becomes friends with her and it's just it's just a beautiful beautiful story 
And so I think we watched that and then that kind of like got dad hooked just to like, or just in the mood to like watch more anime. So we watched like other more heartfelt and it was kind of challenging because like, like, okay, I got to find something that's appropriate to watch <laughs> with that. I'm, I'm used to like, you know, all these yeah. <laughs> other crazy kind of violent or inappropriate shows. Um, Called a silent voice. Yeah. Silent voice yeah it's it's really good and then so then i I was just like dad i want to watch one punch man with you because that's one of my favorite shows and it's violent but like maybe you could stomach it so like we watched the first few episodes and then we started like watching it like every other night just and it's just like so much fun watching <laughs> one punch with him because like because one punch is one of my favorite shows because it's like it's just crazy to me how like no one has explored this con that concept until now, but basically it's like, it's like Superman, but if he was even more invincible, you know what I mean? Right. And, but to the point where he's like bored, like that's, that's the struggle where he's just like, I, I, I will never face anyone who can beat me. And that's sad. You know, it's just like, yeah. n like no one's even giving me a run for my money. And like, I don't see the point. It's it's hard to see the point of like going on anymore, you know? So it's just like dealing with like kind of the depression <laughs> of this like, <laughs> this guy who's like peaked right. and isn't going down, you know? It's just like, in, but at the same time, there's still like tension because it becomes, instead of like, will, will he win? It's more like, will he get to the fight on time? You know, because like, all these right. other superheroes are like fighting these monsters and like the monsters are giving them a run for their money. Right. And then until he gets there and just like one hits them, you know, and it's just, and then not he's just fighting that. his own, he's fighting his own malaise. Yeah. Or just like, and, and that's another thing. He's like, he's super powerful, but he's also like not as smart as other superheroes. So it's, it's just like, come on, man, like you're better than, you know, or something like that. And then not just that, but like the politics of, the superhero organization that like because because another big thing which is like another thing that like i really love about the universe is like there's the city's huge and there's so many superheroes to the point where like not everyone knows who like other people are you know so like and he's even though he's invincible like he doesn't even hear about the organization until like three years after he's been doing superhero work he's like he's like wait there's an organization that like hires superheroes and the guy's like, yeah, you have, how come you've never heard about this? Like, this is huge, you know? And it's like, it's like, wait, we can get paid to do this, you know? So it's just like, he's, he's so, so like, and so then when he signs up for the organization, he takes like the physical test and the written test. And so because he's like super powerful, he aces the physical portion, but the written test, like he completely flunks on. So he starts at like 50% or like a, at a C grade. Hilarious. So like, everyone assumes that he's weak because he started because there's like the c class the b class the a class and the s class at the very top um so his friend who's like who's pretty powerful but not nearly as powerful as him like starts off at s class because he does pretty well with like everything so he he's like even though he's amazing he still has to like ride the coattails of his friend who's like a cyborg who's like powerful but not nearly as powerful and so it's just like it, and it, so it's, 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 that's another thing where it's just like, oh, come on, like, why isn't anyone paying attention to him? He's obviously more powerful than anyone else. And, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, there's like people who are in it, like in season two, 
there's someone in S class who's like the top two or like he's he's like in the top five of like all superheroes or something. And then like you find out that he actually has no powers. He just happens to be at like places where these monsters are like attacking cities and like the monster dies and then people credit him <laughs> for defeating awesome. it because he was like there at the time. He's like, I don't even know like how this even happened, but like I have to keep this facade up or everyone's going to be mad at me. <laughs> so it's just like, it's hilarious. yeah. So I, I watched the, I watched the first season with, I re I rewatched the first, cause I see, I've, I saw the first season a few times and I rewatched it with dad. And it's just like so fun to like, he's like, the show's so violent, but at the same time, it's like so funny and just like so beautifully animated, you know, <laughs> just cause it's like, <laughs> and, and just like, so the op- like the opening theme too, is just like a huge like bop and it's just like, and just, you know, cinematic and just like amazing and just like, yeah, really fun, fun to watch that with him. We need to get, we need to get dad's take on it now. See what he thought about it. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to talk to him. Like he, he <laughs> next time we talk to him and just like, it's like, so what do you think about one punch man? He just go off and like, Oh, it's beautiful. You know? Um, so great. And another fun thing that's fun to talk about is like one punch man. Um, before it was a manga, it was just a web comic that like a, a kid just threw together and he wasn't even like necessarily good artist. And I think that was one of the endearing aspects of it is he's just like making these doodles and posted wow. them to like this this website that like generic like free to you know like a blog spot kind of thing right and he he just like got like a wacom tablet and was just like making these kind of illustrations and he's like one punch man and just like made the first issue and he was thinking like oh maybe i should get some better equipment or learn how to draw better and that kind of thing but like he got all these comments from friends and like other people were like no we want to like keep making more and so he just became like really prolific and just made all these like really he and he gained like a huge like fan base just online just for this like goofy silly webcomic and another miracle is like there's a guy who's an illustrator for he's he's just like a professional manga illustrator who was basically like commissioned to like you know illustrate for other people's stories and he saw it and was like oh, wow, I'd love to work with this guy. But, and, you know, there's kind of that, that Japanese work ethic mentality where it's like, but I am, I am working for this company. I have to do what they're telling me to do, you know? So maybe, I don't know, he's like, maybe in the future, you know, without like reaching out to him or anything. But then he got like terminally ill or like on the verge of terminal illness and was like hospitalized. Wow. And was like, and that's when he's like, if I'm going to die soon, I want to go out doing what I want to do. And what I want to do is I want to illustrate a manga series for I, like, I want to collaborate with this one punch man guy, you know, who has been just making these goofy comics. So then he like reached out to him and was like, Hey, do you want to collab? Like, I'd love to be like, you know, the professional illustrator for like a, a official manga. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, of course, you know, that'd be awesome. And oh, that's amazing. So, so then like the manga was released and it, it was just like flying off the shelves, you know, and then, it, and then it eventually, like, you know, with one thing led to another, as a lot of popular manga is doing that, and it, and it got its own anime series. I love that story. That's so dope. It's, yeah, it's, and that's, that's another reason why it's like my favorite, one of my favorite, like, because it's just like this kid came out of nowhere, you know, right, right. And, and created like this instant hit. 
and then like reading the interviews too, like the the illustrator he's just like he's like he's like i'm going off of like goofy illustrations you know like so so he's like so i had to figure out how to not just make it look better but also like pay homage to like the original creator of the of the series and and like kind of mimic yeah yeah, because because even though like it wasn't illustrated that well he he, like the got the original creator of one punch man still had like these thematic elements and like these these jokes you know these visual bits because because one of the big things is like one punch man's character design himself he can be like just a cartoon which is like just kind of like a flat face and like eyes and just like an oval and like that's how he's drawn it's just like basic almost a stick figure face but then like when he gets into battle he gets into like kind of dragon ball z style just like ah, and he's just like really detailed and that kind of thing um so there's like there's a lot of play with that and so the illustrator was like so i had to figure out like okay how like how do i design how do i mirror that and make it look like polished but like not too polished and you know that kind of thing and it's just like really cool how he figured so that interesting. out interesting yeah i i love one punch man and then he made another anime called a uh, mob psycho 100 which is like kind of similar and it's just it, it, like it's it's oh, it's it's just so good i love it yeah and and because of that i think one punch man has become like the the one anime that like people recommend to each other like for people starting out because it's like it's funny it's more accessible it's and it's like and it kind of makes fun of other anime you know or just like it kind of makes fun of the whole like way other animes take themselves so seriously especially in like fighting battles and like right that kind of thing right i i love talking about one punch man (laughs) now i want to go watch it yeah it's amazing well i should probably wrap it up here if that's cool yeah of course what else do you got going on today? I want to go. Yeah, I want to try to get get rid of some of the snow in the backyard so that the oh, kids yeah. can actually play. Mm-hmm. They were like running out there. Like it's warm. It's warm today. They were running out there with their bare feet, but then like running back inside. Ah! <laughs> it's cold. Back and forth. There was some yeah. back and forth. I had I put it on mute because it was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. They're like the other day it was snowing and and uh, one of my kids was like. It's snowing again? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it makes it so boring. Just like, all right. We can go sledding. But now they're, they're like over it. Yeah. It's, like snowed, it's like snowed more than it's ever snowed here in, in their lives. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, I heard there was like a huge blizzard there. We got a huge dump. Like the first time it snowed, it was like, it was literally two feet. Wow. And it was, it was awesome. And, and, um, it didn't take too long for that to like melt about halfway down, I'd say maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, but then it snowed again mm-hmm. and again. And we've just had, I mean, it's only now that like the, uh, the snow on the street, you know, the, the shoveled snow piles are starting to come down. It's been raining a little bit, which is, yeah. which is good. But yeah, there's still like, like icy snow just in mm-hmm. our in our backyard. Just try to mm. do something with it so that the kids can play again. What about you? What do you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like taking a nap, even though it's like I haven't done anything. Um, Hard work doing nothing because you never get a break. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. I let's see what time is it. I might go out and draw because I haven't like drawn anything in a while. 
I haven't done a. You can go do some houses. Yeah, I might do some house and haiku. Like, yeah, some people, like, my roommate's like, you haven't done house and haiku for a while. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I think one reason is because, like, I've been focusing more on a spice rooster lately. So, which is a worthy, a yeah. worthy cause. Yep. Definitely a worthy cause. So that's been fun. I, have you, have you heard uh, episode six yet? I haven't. I, I like, I, I want to, like, I want to save myself for it, kind of. I was just yeah. like, I don't want like any distractions. I might just, I might just have to like break down and like listen to what I can. Uh-huh. But um, cause, and I should just, I, it's hard too, because I want to listen to it with the boys. Mm-hmm. And the only time I can like kind of corral them is like bedtime. So I want mm-hmm. to like calm down and go to bed. But at the same time, I want to listen to Spice Rooster. <laughs> and like, I'm also like trying to read like scriptures to them and church history yeah. stories. So like the other night, I was just so tired. I just, ah, just go to bed. I don't even want yeah. to watch you guys. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's fun. If I can get them to bed a little earlier, we've been letting them stay up a little late mm-hmm. and watch TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, I, I want to, yeah, they'll, they'll be stoked. They'll be stoked to, to hear more of it for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, I had a bit, bit of fun with this last one. It's like, cause I think I told you this. I'm at a point where like, I don't know where, like I know the direction it's going, but I don't know like the details <laughs> or just like, yeah, which, which, which things I'm doing first and that kind of thing. So like now like this, this next one kind of ends on a cliffhanger a little bit. So, you know, I'm going to have to deal with that. But at the same time, just like, what am I doing? Or like, what am I going <laughs> to... That's so great though. That's, yeah, that's... but that's that's the fun of it too. Or it's just like, it's it's good to have that flexibility where it's just like, which is kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like kind of gutsy for lack of a better word to to do that with like a time travel story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where like so much is at stake and so much can change. You're just like, oh, you right. got to make, because like of all of all the stories that like should be completely planned out beforehand it's like time travel stuff you know because it's like oh you have to close the loop you have to make sure there's you fix this twist and these paradoxes and that kind of thing but i'm just like no <laughs> you're just like i'm just gonna go. <laughs> i might i might because because now he has a time machine and now i'm just like why did i add that like or like you know the 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 whole like oh now he has a a time machine that can go forward or backward don't tell like, me don't tell me don't tell me i haven't i haven't watched it I've, yet. the the fi- you've, you've listened to the fifth one right so five so. okay i can't remember because he's the one where hitler falls in the river no i haven't heard of that okay yet. never no. mind i mean no he doesn't fall in the river he's yeah he's fine don't worry about him <laughs> i think we started it i think we started it and okay it was, yeah dude it's so good it's yeah, so it's... awesome <laughs> so Thanks. funny oh my goodness yeah i i get a it's hard because i just yeah i want to enjoy it mm-hmm. and um which means I've been so busy and now I'm like so busy, like trying to Uh wrap up the projects that I need to wrap up Mm -hmm. so that I can have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Take your time. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So keep going. Do you, so how many episodes do you think it'll be roughly? You're just going to keep going. I don't know. I'm just going to keep going until the story wants to end. I guess like I had an idea of like, uh, maybe we'll do like a 10 episode arc and have like a season and then make another 10. But like, that's, that's more of an idea than anything else. You know, I'm just like, I'm just going by episode by episode and kind of figuring out like, okay, how do I, cause I definitely want to do like seasons too, or just like, I want to be able to 
make a certain number of episodes and feel like I can take a break and then resume it, you know, but for sure. Yeah. F- at least for right now, I'm just like, I'm just going to go episode by episode just because this is a story I want to tell, you know, or just like a concept I want to explore some more and just like have as much fun with it as I can before it starts like getting stale, I guess. I don't know, but just like, yeah. Yeah. Cause before, and the reason, the reason why this is so much more fun, like doing it in this format too, is because like, cause before I was like, Oh, maybe I should make it a, a, a film or like, you know, like a film script, a feature length or a TV show or like a novel, you know? And I was like, I started writing it out in all these ways and I kept like getting stuck because I wanted it to be right or whatever, you know, or just like, cause I, I had sure. kind of built this whole, like, I started writing the beginnings of like so many scripts for this concept. And then I would get caught up, not in, not in the story or the characters, but in like the weird details of like, okay, so like how do time machines work? What kind of fuel do they use? You know, I'm like, and just like right. getting hung up and then just like, so should I have, should I have like um, the person being sent back in time do this or should I have like an intern take his place or, you know, and or just like, just just these like kind of like minor details or or just i don't know maybe not minor but just like stuff i kept getting hung up on to the point where i'm just like i want to and then and i just was getting kind of frustrated with myself where i'm just like i just want to make this story you know just like i want to make something and so i think just like audio sketch this was just like the easiest just like okay this is something like it's not a movie but it's still like content you know that i can you know hold myself accountable to and because it's like I can focus more on the co- the comedy of it instead of just like the and and just have it be like you know whatever happens happens and have it be like light right. yeah, it'll yeah. be it's easier to like go forward with it so I think I'm in a good place now <laughs> right with it which I I until I started ta- talking to you about it I forgot I'm like oh yeah I struggled finishing anything you know the fact that right. there's like six episodes and th- he's I'm this far into the story is kind of a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally you know? hear you. It's, it's yeah. so great. Like, yeah, I'd be lucky to finish like half of one episode without, <laughs> without th- kind of throwing my hands in the air artistically. And I think after, after I have maybe like 10 or even 20 episodes done, I'll be able to go back with some of the themes or whatever I have now and then create like a solid like okay maybe a little less goofy but still funny like solid kind of story you know or just like something i could pitch as like a you know a a bona fide tv series or film or something like that Um, or japanese magna (laughs) yeah or or japanese manga yeah that'd be (laughs) okay i said it right i said it wrong yeah that'd be fun but, can you imagine? Can you imagine how awesome that would be? <laughs> that would be so. That would be like a dream come. Like, I, yeah, so dope. I'm. I'm almost like not allowing myself to even think that far because, like, that I'd just be like, okay, I've peaked. I'm done. I don't yeah. have to like <laughs> do anymore. But yeah, if I was just like in, because that, because that's not just like a dream for like or like a pipe dream for like Americans. It's like so many like Japanese people were like who are artists were like, oh, if only I made a manga you know but it's so hard it's so like so competitive you know but like i don't like if i if i made a friend who was like a manga artist and they collaborated with me on like a project like this i'd be like holy crap you know even if it like didn't go anywhere or i don't know like it'd be amazing if it was like popular and like people were like buying 
a book like a a spice rooster <laughs> spice rooster manga. yeah manga but if even even if it's like a web series or even if there's like an artist who's like oh yeah i'd love to collaborate with this on you and just like release it on the web or something that'd be so yeah that'd be amazing like Dead a dream Dead <laughs> Dare to dream, dream. yep it's possible anything can happen well cool man hey yeah. thanks for thanks for doing this yeah thanks so cool. much for uh, obliging yeah oh yeah dude can't wait to hear the the rest of the family and what, mm-hmm. what they what they talk about yeah Good, good to talk to you. Yeah, I, d- I don't know how I'm going to release this or, you know, this might be, I don't know, just on the next podcast or I, I might just like edit this down because so I have, I'm recording this on Zoom, I think. I better be. <laughs> I do see it. I do see yeah. a record button. If it's so, yeah, and I think it, re- it records like the video and then it automatically records like a separate audio file. So I might just release the audio file or just edit that down a bit and then really so well, i apologize for all the uh, unprofessional <laughs> background noise no it's all good i think it's all it's all part of the yeah, yeah, yeah. process because it's it's just meant for the fam anyway but i think family or not people appreciate kind of the uh background noise a little a slice of lifeness yes so many slices I don't know. so many slices so, the, whole, right. the whole pie of life the whole pie yeah thanks so much cam it's yeah always, thank you pk i was good talking to you Good talking to you too, brother. Uh, congratulations you. on your job. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, we got to do we got to do more 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 family family content stuff. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's good. It's good to do. Another thing I've been thinking about. Have you heard of this app called Stereo, where it's a it's like a podcasting app? Uh uh-uh. uh I've heard uh, of podcasting apps, but I haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting because it like. Cause there's some apps where it's just like streaming audio and you can just be like your own host or whatever. Um, stereo is different in the sense that like you can only stream with another person. Like you can't stream solo. You stream like, like you're on the phone and then someone else has the app and they're on the phone and you're just like going back and forth. Oh, that's super interesting. And then people listening can record a snippet of themselves speaking for like a minute and then send it in. Huh? Then you respond to it as like host and co-host so that's pretty dope i think that'd be fun to do as a family it's just like that'd be super cool yeah i'm not sure if there's a way to do like a a private way to do it so like other randoms don't show up but i think that'd be really fun to do for sure i can look into that a bit more. that's pretty cool yeah yeah look into that let me know yeah for sure sounds good sounds good all right love you man love you too cam best of luck have a good weekend Thanks. Thanks. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. See you, bro. See you, bro. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. That was Cameron. Hold on. Let me spit out my gum. That was Cameron Kelly, my oldest brother. He's the best. Isn't he the greatest? Um, Normally, I'd have an intro before interviews and tell you what's going on, but uh, this interview was about an hour and a half, and I didn't want to go all the way back and record an intro at the beginning because then I would have to shovel things around. I don't think it's that hard, but I don't know. I just didn't want to deal with it. I just didn't want to deal with it. Anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I'm sorry for those of you who are expecting a new Spice Rooster episode. I'm sorry. Hopefully I'll get to that sometime this week, though it all depends on how I'm feeling as far as symptoms go because I, I got the uh, my second dose of the Moderna... <laughs> excuse me, vaccine yesterday, and supposedly the second dose kind of hits hard. Right now I'm feeling good. My arm is kind of sore, though. Um, But yeah, we'll see how I'm feeling this week. And if anything 
a new episode will be available next week. And I know I said that last time, so again, I'm sorry. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, that interview with my brother Cameron as much as I did, because I enjoyed it very much, and I hope you enjoy it very much, because I enjoyed it very much. Where Where was I going with this? What else, what else, what else? So I guess fun fact, that interview was recorded on the 27th of February. It is now the 9th of March, so how much, almost a week and a half. So I think that's a new record for me as a as fast turnaround as far as interviews go and um, editing them and publishing them. So um, a pat on the back to myself. Uh, great job for getting this out there. And for the rest of you, thank you again for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Take care.